Hey y'all, welcome back to a brand new podcast episode. Okay, so tonight we are going to be talking about the movie on Netflix called, let's see what it's called, I forgot the name. Um, There's Someone Inside Your House. So you guys, I have to talk about this movie because it was an interesting little film. You know, it's very like, it's very screamish. That's, That's what it is. It's another one of those like, you know, hey, Scream was a really popular franchise. This is a way to kind of like, kind of sort of cash in on that. It, it was an interesting film. Um, uh, God, I, I, where do I start with this? So I can't remember the, the lead character's name in this, but the movie the movie starts off in an interesting scenario. We have a football player, or yeah, he's a football player, a football player who's home alone. By the way, spoilers all over this. Uh, football player who's home alone um he's getting ready for his big game he's talking to one of his teammates basically about you know just random stupid jock stuff you know what i mean like pre-gaming and all this bullshit <laughs> um and at one point he falls asleep in the house uh he ends up waiting he there's like a timer an egg timer that's on the kitchen table he's lives in the middle of nowhere it's a very you know rich area well not rich area but like he's he's by himself out there and like this like you know, woodsy setting, of course, just like Scream. Um, and he's home alone. It's basically what happens. It's like a Phil, Phil Stevens situation. Phil Stevens is, um, uh, or no, Steve. Um, Phil Stevens is from Scream 2. Steve, her, uh, Casey's boyfriend in the first film. It's, ba- it's basically him, I guess, out in the middle, living in the middle of nowhere. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, he's inside the house and he ends up falling asleep and he wakes up in the middle of the night um, he's a little bit late for his, he's late, going to be late for his game, uh, when he sees that the egg timer that was in the kitchen is now on his bedside, so he knows that someone must be in his house, so he ends up going downstairs, and he ends up seeing, like, photos of some type of, like, hazing situation, uh, in his house, and they're, like, plastered everywhere, so he's, like, freaking out, like, what's going on, you know, who's in my house, so he ends up I don't know if he calls the police. I can't remember, like, what this is. Well, he's yelling. No, sorry. He starts yelling throughout the house. And then he, like, picks up a golf club and starts, like, you know, going into his closet, hitting things in the closet. And um, what he doesn't see is this huge blade. Like, not huge, but big enough blade um, behind him that's, like, coming at his knees. He ends up getting... His knees end up... Or his knees. Sorry. His feet end up getting taken out. Um, and he ends up, obviously, on the ground where the killer then finally decides to kill him. What's interesting is that, like, the face... It's his face. It's The killer is wearing a, like, copy of his face. We then cut to a... The title's, the title's you know, uh, crawl is, like, in the middle of the, this scene. Um, we end up cutting to, like, you know, picture, yearbook pictures and, and you know, gossip in, in, in school. Kind of just letting us know some, you know, some telling details. Is that, like, you know, he was a jock. You know, uh, he was hazing another guy on the team. He beat him up pretty badly. The other guy on the team, uh, was gay, all this kind of stuff. And, um, he did survive the other, the other guy. And I believe the other, the other guy actually, um, that he hazed, uh, ended up, uh, being on the football team still. So while he was dying, this guy like, uh, was still on the team. So a lot of people thought that it was, it was him. He had someone hired to kill this guy because of what happened to him. So we end up cutting to the school and, you know, all this drama going on in school. And there are, there's just like kind of a group of outsiders and I'm going to name them off. The main characters, I can't remember her name, but I know that, um, um, 
I don't want to say her name wrong, but I think her name is like Young. Her last name is like Young in this, I think. Um, but we end up having a, a girl named Alex, uh, Zach. There's Darby, and then there's um, Rodrigo. Those are the, like the five plus the girl that the main character. Those are the five main characters of this story, and I'm going to talk about each one of them and just little things about them, and then I'll talk about the rest of the cast, and then we'll get into more. So. They're an interesting mix. It, it, it's I, I love, again, the representation. I believe the main character is, like, Black and... I don't know what she is in this movie. I think she's Black and something else. I'm not... I don't want to say she's one thing and I don't know. So, I'm like, I don't know. I'm only going based off of the grandmother in the in the film. Um, so, she has, like, Black roots and, and another um, race as well. Roots. I don't, again, I don't want to... I know there's, like, a joke someone makes in the film. Like, they used to call you Moana, but I'm not... I, yeah, that's, that's whatever. So she's got, um, multicultural background, I, I suppose, um, in this movie. Anyway, so there's her and she's, she's the main girl. She, she's sweet, um, but she's hiding something. She's, she's very like, you know, I guess apprehensive, uh, but she's hiding something from her friends. We have Alex who is Alex, Alex. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save Alex for last. I'm going to save her for last. Anyway, so we have Zach. Zach is kind of another outsider kind of boy. He seems like a rebel. We find out later in the film that he's a rich kid. Um, so there's that. There's him. Um, we have Darby, who is, um, I believe, non-binary in this film. Um, I'm only, Well, I'm only going based off what one of the girls said about Darby is that they, they're... they're um, pronouns are they them um but also she and he so I'm going to assume they are nine not is that wrong to assume I'm going to assume they're non-binary or or they are just going by they so I'm gonna just call them they that's what I'm going to say um forgive me that's not to insult or offend anyone I just don't want to get things mixed up um and then we have the character of Rodrigo who rounds out the the five he seems very sweet kind of like goes with whatever Alex goes with. Um, we end up finding out a little bit later why that is. And so that's the five. So there's another guy, again, the one who was beat up, the football player that was hazed. Um, his name is Caleb. He's the gay uh, football player. And he just randomly like gets shunned by the team because the team thinks that he had someone, you know, killed. Oh, it's not so random, but had someone killed this, the, the, the first boy, the first, the first kill. So he's ostracized by the rest of the team and ends up befriending them. And it almost becomes like a little bit too easy because I don't know, like they were obviously a friend group before he's introduced, but later on in the film, it just seems like he's always been their friend. Like they have, you know, they have like pictures and stuff together and it's like, he's like, he just got here. Why are we pretending like he's always been a part of the clique? And they're almost, I almost thought there was going to be a thing between him and Darby, but I guess not. That just, that's kind of what it seemed like, but I'm not, Again, I that that doesn't really go anywhere, so I don't want to spoil it. That, I'm spoiled it. I already spoiled it. Sorry. That that this there was like a setup there where I was like, I wonder if Darby and him are going to get together, and they don't. So there's that. Um. Anyway, during that sequence of of, of him being shunned and, and joining the, the kids at the table, we then get to see our first glimpse of another character, who I'm gonna try to. She's familiar to me. Like I know I've seen her in something. I just don't know what it is. Is it the Haley character? Is that who it is? Is it? It might be Healy. I'm assuming that's who it is. Let me look. I will, if I need, if I get like a better look at her, because this image of her that they're showing is like, that's not who, I don't know. 
Is that who it is? I won't. I'm so sorry. Um. So there's Haley, there's Stacy. No, it's not. It is the character of Katie. So there's a character named Katie. Uh, is her name really Katie Coons? There's a character named Katie in this movie. And she seems to be a very, like, um, like, classist kind of person. She's very, like, matter of fact, clean and, and, and proper. She also works at, I believe she, like, works in a church or whatever in this movie. And she basically, like, talks about the death of this, this, high school jock and also out um darby and basically reminds everyone that that darby's a they them or whatever and tries to make it seem like she's very inclusive and all these things like that so um first of all i'm sorry let me get back to alex and then i will go further so we have the character of alex and alex to me alex alex is the um the black girl of the group and so not that anybody's race matters but hers does to me in particular and i'll explain why so we do have darby darby is is caucasian presenting we have zach again caucasian presenting caleb caucasian presenting um diego who his is uh latinx and or hispanic um and then we have latino and or hispanic i'm sorry and then um we also have another character named ollie who again is white presenting um ollie is, a, is like an outcast character even more outcast than their outcast we find out later that he is related to the uh the sheriff in town, or not the sheriff, well, I guess a, a police officer, we'll call it, we'll say a police officer, a police officer. Um, anyway, so in the, there's obviously some kind of tension or something interesting between him and the main character. There's some kind of, like, thing between, you can tell just from the, the first time that they show him and her make eyes at each other. Anyway, so Alex in this is... Alex is a problem. I like, I love her so much. I really do like this character, but she's a problem. The, why is she a problem? Because obviously she has to be the one that's the most aggressive. She has to be the one that hates everyone. She's angry in, in ways. And I'm like, are we done with this trope? Are we done with the trope of the black girl having to be the one that's like, you know, the darker skinned black girl that has to be the one that's just like, you know, everybody can suck it and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's always that trope of the black girl that she's always got some kind of problematic behaviors. She's always... See Brenda in Scary Movie, right? She's always the one be like, oh, that bitch is so fake. And then she turns around and talks about how it's cool. And then she is like, yeah, it's it's comedy to an extent. But there's also a very stereotypical trope of black women that, you know, she's, again, she's the darker black girl. She's not the main character. She's the darker black girl. So, of course, she got to have a problem with everybody and have an attitude. Like, it, like can we not? Um, yeah, see, see Brandy, I still know what she did last summer. Now, don't get me wrong. Brandy and I still know what she did last summer. I actually liked her character because I felt like she tried to help Julie a lot. Um, but she, again, it, that's kind of the vibe that she was giving me in this. The, the, uh, the character of Alex, but worse. Like, I, to me, Brandy's character wasn't really a problem. Like, because Julie was tripping. Julie was just tripping most of the time. But her boyfriend was a problem, too. And I'm like, why are you dating him? He's problematic, girl. But, of course, you know whatever 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 like see jada pickett smith in scream you know in scream too like just from the beginning she got a problem with somebody do it like uh, can we stop like can we stop with these tropes please can we stop with these horror movie tropes of black women always having an issue can we stop as i'm having an issue as a black male but still i have an issue with how we're portrayed sometimes it just it is what it is sis anyway getting getting back to the story so you know, the kids, by the way, there's a lot of pot smoking and just smoking in general in this movie. So be prepared for that. Like everybody smokes marijuana in this movie. The five main characters in this film all smoke marijuana. So 
the kids are leaving school. They're getting into uh, the Zach character, the one who's who's a rich boy. They're getting into his car. Before they get into the car, there's like this this like graffiti written on his car, basically talking about his family because nobody likes the dad. Everybody in the town hates the dad because the dad is like against the police officers. Like, he's not against them. He's I guess he's like seeking power in the town, and so a lot of people just don't like his father and just, they don't deal with him. Um, and so anyway, so they're in the car, they're going to smoke a joint, and as they start pulling off, we see the Ollie character, the character that the main character had, like, you know, something, obviously something random going on there, kind of cuts them off. And um, Alex, of course, has a problem with him, and she just, like, starts laying into why she thinks he's a loser and all this kind of stuff. So there's that. Then we kind of cut to, and I, like, sort of what's going on in the main character's life. So the main character lives with her grandmother. She does not live with her parents. Her parents are alive, but she does not live with them. And she keeps having these kind of like dreams about fire, right? Well, we also find out that the grandmother is a sleepwalker. Now, I might be telling some of this story at like out of order, but none of this matters really. Um, well, that part does, but like the grandmother having a sleepwalking condition, she sleepwalks throughout the house and stuff. Um, and so Alex, she, again, she lives with her, Alex, I'm sorry, the main girl lives with her grandmother and she's trying to like, you know, help her grandmother control these, these sleeping patterns of hers. Um, anyway, so we cut to the second victim and that is of Katie, who I, I thought would have more to do with the plot or like, you know, closer, you know, I, I knew she was going to die, but I was like, what, like, what part did you play in this? She doesn't, she doesn't play any part that of significance. So she basically is working in the church. She thinks her friend Marcus is working with her and all of a sudden this other person in blue disappears and they're getting ready for church service, the, the Sunday service. Um, anyway, so the character of Marcus that we think is Marcus disappears and she like texts him and is like, Hey, you need to come back or whatever. Or no, he says, Hey, I'm not going to come in. Uh, you know, I can't work. And she's like, what are, what are you talking about? You were just up on the pillar. I saw you. And he's like, dude, I'm, I'm at home. I'm sick. I'm not going anywhere. So she thinks that, you know, someone's playing a game on her. And then all of a sudden there's a projector screen that, that comes up and on the projector screen shows that she's very anti, you know, people of color, anti this, that, and the third. And, and, and it's very like telling, right? Like she's this terrible person who acts like she's above it all. So as she's looking at the screen, there's someone dressed in white behind her with her face. Again, there's a copy of her face. So someone is making masks out of people's faces to kill them. Um, and there are a few like rows behind her, but she's like stopping there for a few minutes to look at this person. She'll walk back and forth. He'll walk, they'll walk back and forth. And I'm like, sis, run. That would like, I mean, come on now. Like horror movies, some, some slasher movies are just stupid. So anyway, he ends up slashing her, obviously, and so she's, like, going underneath all the, like, all the, you know, uh, the rows of, of, of chairs and stuff in the church. I, by the way, I hate when things happen in churches. Can we just keep it out of the church house? Can, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, just, I hate that. I hate that we have to have, like, murder or death scenes in a church. Like, I know it's meant to be blasphemous, but it's like, do we have to do that? Like, is there a need to do it in a church house? There's just not. There's just not. We don't have, we don't, we don't need this. This is, it's so cliche, like, to kill someone in a church or someone to die in a church. Bitch, it's, it, it's, it's been done we done with that we done with that shit let's, let's stop it let's, let's go anyway so she hides in the confessional and the killer ends up killing and by the way some of the first kills are pretty brutal that's why i was like this is very like this is very on par with like not scream itself but a scream-ish movie the first kill the second kill are very bloody kills um so anyway the killer ends up hanging her from like the ceiling whatever it's it like if you're if you like scream and you like scream-esque movies i would say this is probably i love scream so this was it was it, this was an interesting watch for me um so anyway, she ends up dying and, and like in a very public way, obviously. So then the kids in the school are kind of like, you know, 
freaking out about who's doing what and realizing that this has to do with secrets and with someone, you know, rocking a face mask to look like you. So the Zach character who, by the way, I'm sorry, everyone gets starts getting questioned in the school at the police station. Uh, this is where we find out that um, the Ollie character and the main character had like a past together. They had like some sort of like summer fling romance together um, before school started and she kind of like ghosted him, um, which obviously made him feel some kind of way because he is the police officer's like brother. He doesn't really get questioned like everyone else. He's able to just leave and go, you know, do as he pleases. We also find out that the rich kid's father decides that he's not going to, to um, be questioned or interviewed because he is, you know, the rich boy in town, which is also part of their friend circle. So it's interesting that, that the rich guy in town or, you know, the one who's like dad calls can call shots and has power is able to just like pull him out of situations and he's friends with the outsider kids it's weird um but his dad is also kind of verbally abusive towards him so anyway the dad comes to pick him up and is like laying into him about like how important things are to him and like you know he his son is a smoker so he's like why would you smoke pot you know at the police station like are you an idiot blah blah, blah. you know take your car home i don't want to deal with you that kind of stuff so there's definitely some animosity between the father and son um and so, like I said, the main character kind of goes off with this, uh, the Ollie character. There is a curfew in town, so everyone has to be home at a certain time. And uh, that's when, you know, they're, they're, they're getting it on, basically. And we see that there are a few kids running in the, in the middle of the night. And they're like, where are they running to? Like, what's going on? We find out that there's a secret party going on um, at someone's house. By the way, before, we, before any of this happens, I'm sorry, I need to backtrack for a second. So... The main character is kind of, she's kind of a secret keeper, I guess, for some of the friends of the group, especially the Rodrigo character. I think that's his name, man. Am I saying it right? I think it's Rodrigo. Yes, it is. Um, and Rodrigo ends up telling her that he's, you know, in love with one of their friends. Rodrigo has a pill popping problem. He's popping pills like throughout the movie. And, but he's, he's got a crush on Alex, the black girl who is, uh, he doesn't know how to tell her. He's very, because because she's very, like, strong and she's very confident and all these things. And he's just very nervous. He's very shy. And I, I actually really do like this relationship. Like, this idea of the relationship is very cute. So, the, um, the Zach character ends up throwing a party. The, the one who's dad is like the the uh uh the corn crop guy whatever he does whatever the dad does with corn whatever the, the one who's seeking power in the town uh he ends up having a party the dad is away so he's like i'm gonna have a party i'm just gonna call it a secrets party so everyone there has to confess some kind of secrets because he thinks that if they confess their secrets that the killer cannot kill them with their secrets their secrets won't kill them which is an interesting idea so he throws this party and all his friends go, of course, and we end up finding out, uh, not finding out, we finally have Diego, Diego, I'm so sorry, Rodrigo, um, confess his feelings for Alex, or Alexandra, I think is her name. So, you know, they, they finally confess to each other that they are into each other. And, and she's like, is that your big secret? You couldn't tell me? Because that's my secret. He's like, yeah, that's my secret, blah, blah, blah. Um, they get it on or whatever. And, you know, that's the end of that. Well, <laughs> um, before all that happens, by the way, she's with, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so bad at telling the story, but girl, just watch it yourself. You don't like the way I'm telling it. Before that happens, Ollie and the main character kind of come to the party together. And so again, while I have a problem with Alex, they walk into the party together and Alex is just being hella rude to him. Now, mind you, they walk in together, but they're not together, right? Because she doesn't want her friends to know that they're together. So she, you know, Alex is just laying into him, like, you're this and that, that we know what you are, blah, blah, blah. And then Rodrigo also joins in on that because, again, Alex is doing it, so I think he just feels compelled to do it, too. So 
the you know that guy kind of the, the loser kind of guy ollie ends up leaving the party and of course the main character is kind of conflicted but she doesn't have the balls to tell alex like hey why are you being such a fucking problem like again i can't stand it because nobody else in the friend group has like nobody else in the friend group has all these issues alex has these issues and i'm like of course she does of course make the black girl the one who's always combative like for what though like sis stop it stop stop I love that you're being inclusive. I love that you're doing new things. I love that we have all these different kinds of characters, but you still hold on to tropes when it comes to black women. Bitch, stop. Anyway, so, you know, (laughs) that happens. So anyway, uh, the party escalates and stuff, and we end up, you know, seeing that Rodrigo is again popping pills, and there is a twist at the party. Um, it turns out that because Rodrigo did not confess, like, well, I mean, he probably would die anyway, but because Rodrigo did not confess his real sin, his real sin is coming to attack him. So Rodrigo comes into the hallway after having his thing with Alex as she goes back to the friends, which I don't know why he wouldn't go right back with her too, but movie needed him to be by himself. So he goes by himself and he sees that his medication, his pills are like scattered throughout the house, which again, you would think somebody would see somebody scattering pills around the fucking house, but nobody, nobody notices. Um, sorry. I just realized I missed a, I just missed a segment that was interesting to me. So I'm going to go back to it anyway. So, cause I, I saw the, the like title for this movie and I saw like some of the, the warnings and one of the warnings was suicide. So I think that was it. And I was like, I think it might've been that or the first episode of that one show I was going to watch Squid Games, which I decided not to watch because at the time I wasn't into it. So I, one of those two had the, the, uh, the caution of suicide and I thought it was this movie, but maybe not. Anyway, so this leads into what happens next. So anyway, um, before this, the incident I'm telling you about with Rodrigo, the Zach character kind of makes an announcement in the house. He has a gun and like, he like points it at his head. Everyone's freaking out. He ends up shooting himself, but, but there's no bullet. It's just marijuana. And he shows his dad's secret Nazi, uh, Nazi stash. He's got like the 10th biggest Nazi collection in the, in the country and all this kind of stuff. And he's showing them all the, the guns and stuff. And he's converted all these things into marijuana things. And so everyone starts smoking in the party and, and, you know, becoming loosey goosey. And this is around the time, I believe, when the killer starts to plant the seed in Rodrigo because of, you know, all, everyone just acting all crazy and stuff. So anyway, um, Back to Rodrigo. So he ends up seeing all the pills on the floor and stuff. And then the lights cut out in the party. Like, just the lights cut out. And then all of a sudden, the killer shows up in this jumpsuit. Like, not a jumpsuit. Like, a, um, a hoodie. And Rodrigo's face. And it's, it's very it's a very bold moment. But everyone, you know, instinctive, instinctively thinks to run out. Now, I'm not sure why, how people knew it was the killer. But, like what gave that away but whatever every, everyone was like okay we're gonna run outside because movie says so so everybody runs outside he's calling for alex and i'm thinking the killer's probably going to stab him like in this scene this would make sense no it doesn't happen so somehow rodrigo ends up becoming one of the only people left in the house and the killer's running right towards him nobody out of everybody in this party thinks to try to stop this killer there's literally one of them there's at least 50 people in the damn room, but whatever. So Rodrigo ends up running into the, like one of the, one of the closets in the house. And it kind of like the second kill where like she's in the confessional. So she's in a tight space. Rodrigo ends up going through the, um, the vents because obviously the room he's in, the killer can easily access. So he goes to the vents and he comes out of the other side of the vent, which is the outside area, like the backyard area, I think of the house. I'm not really sure. And obviously nobody's there because everybody ran out the front door. So it must be the back area where there's like this like pond or not a pond, like, like a body of water. We'll say, um, the killer ends up tasing him. 
and he ends up falling you know in the water um he's like obviously too paralyzed to move so the killer ends up stuffing his mouth with with the med- the pills that he takes and before he dies rodrigo does confess to the party why he takes these these painkillers or whatever and they're saying you're an addict the and so anyway so he ends up stuffing rodrigo's mouth with the pills and then he ends up slicing his throat so rodrigo is dead which i hated that i was like you like i mean i felt for him but i was like if you killed him later on in the movie like instead of being the third kill if you would have given him more screen time with alex and them as a couple and stuff i would have felt more for this character i'm sad that he died off so like he died and i'm upset that he died off so early but if you like i just i feel like they weren't trying to tell a story where like we cared so much about the characters they're killing off because rodrigo was a decent character you see a little bit of his character development but you kill him off so early that it doesn't matter you should have killed off the caleb character if that's how you felt because caleb really doesn't have much development and we don't really care about caleb we cared more about rodrigo because he's in the friend group right so anyway you know they go through the loss of 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 losing him and you know obviously because it's school school goes right back to normal alex is like dead set that it has got to be ollie now she's completely pissed which i mean rightfully so you know she thinks this guy killed her friend and whatever so that ends up happening uh they end up going back to school and whatever uh and i'm gonna i'm i feel like i'm missing certain parts that aren't very important but kind of are a little bit important anyway sorry um anyway so again life goes back to normal it's it's just basically them grieving the loss of their friend and uh we cut to the main girl her grandmother is going to do a sleep study because she's sleepwalking she's got she's got to do a sleep study and uh that's when uh alex and our main character kind of get into it where she you know uh, the main girl's like why do you hate everybody alex like what is your problem and she kind of tells alex in a, in a way to get over herself so that happens and the main girl is left home alone obviously because she was going to stay at alex's house while her friend while her mother her grandmother went to go do her sleep study but now there's pretty much no point in that because of the fact that homegirl has like basically went off on alex so she's gonna stay home alone so she stays home alone and what feels like a dream sequence isn't a dream sequence she's kind of smart she turns on all the lights and oh i'm sorry that is this what happens here no is it no i'm sorry again i'm off so she hangs out out with ollie again and you know they have like a little situation type deal and they end up going out into the cornfield right and you know again alex is telling her that you know this he's the guy alex you know he's the guy girl that's the killer so they end up going into, again, like going into the court field together and she finds the taser in his car and she's like, wait a minute, there's, that's what happened with, with Rodrigo. He was tased. This is what the hell is going on here. So she kind of starts suspecting him and they have a conversation and he ends up getting, she ends up getting pissed at him. She walks out of the car. Um, she does ask him what happened to his parents because he lives with his brother, the cop. Why doesn't he live with his parents? We find out that his parents were killed in a car accident or whatever, but people in town blamed him because he's had a, a troubled history, which is why Alex has been warning her about this guy because you know they grew up in in this town and she the the main girl didn't she grew up somewhere else um so anyway she ends up like you know leaving him and he ends up calling her by her real name because fun fact she changed her name when she moved there so something really bad happened and had to do with this girl that she keeps getting flashbacks of and the fire that she keeps saying so she ends up like ditching him and 
for a few moments in this movie, like a few different scenes, there's this guy who's like an, he basically like an Uber driver, like a cab driver around town, an older guy who's, who's randomly outside the party scene and all this kind of stuff. Um, and he seems like a chill dude, but it's like, why is he there? She ends up calling on him because she doesn't want to go back home with Ollie. She's pissed at Ollie. So she calls the guy and the guy, of course, cause movie needs him to, he starts acting weird, like weirder than he normally does in the other two scenes where you think he's kind of chill. He's actually kind of weirder. And again, she's staying home alone and you know, so he's just kind of like, you know, you're such a nice girl. You know, that, that other girl, meaning Katie, the one that died in, in the church, she was such a bad girl. She was a mean girl, but you're a nice girl. Like all of a sudden he's just super fucking creepy out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, movie needs him to be a red herring. So they're just going to change his character for like no fucking reason. Sure. That makes sense. It would make no sense to be him anyway. Like, yeah, he has connections because he's driven some of the kids in town, but obviously most of the kids, especially the ones that he like in this part of town probably have their own vehicles. So you want me to believe that he's the killer? No, he's just a red herring. You don't need to change his character like that. Like that's totally different. And again, movie doesn't really need him after this scene. So there was no point in this happening. Anyway, so she gets back to the house. She turns on all the lights and, you know, she grabs a knife and she puts a chair, you know, in front of her door because she's smart. So she goes to sleep. And when she wakes up, the door is kind of ajar. There's no there's no chair there anymore the knife is gone so she's like what the fuck so she goes to the grandmother's room who obviously the grandmother's not there but she's assuming that maybe she came home did not happen and also there's a bell that she keeps on the door for the grandmother that way she knows when the grandmother's walking around the house yeah that's gone too so she's like what is going on she's going downstairs and i think she like sees an image of the girl in her mind or whatever and then there's pictures all around the house like, like the first kill there's pictures of this girl and the burns and who she was before and so like it almost seems like a dream sequence she ends up going to the fireplace there's a fire burning and then all of a sudden the killer pops through the window and you know i think she i think you yeah used the taser on her so she's being tased um and then he they i would say he because the killer's you know that's that has to stop by the way that has to stop me saying that anyway so um the killer decides to pour gasoline all over her because you know fire and as soon as the killer kind of comes up to her by the way i think she calls does she call, no she doesn't call the police i don't remember what happens i'm not sure uh, i'm not sure who calls what i think she no i think she does call the police somebody calls the police i think it's her anyway so She's about to get burned when Alex comes in and is like, hey, your grandmother called me to check on you, blah, blah, And she sees my friend is on the floor. What the hell is going on? So we cut to the hospital. She then tells them the story of what happened to her, that she was basically hazed um, at another school. She was part of a sports team. She was hazed uh, where, she, uh, where she comes from originally. And um, the hazing got so bad that, you know, she was, you know, they had been drinking, all this kind of stuff. She ended up like fighting with a girl named Jasmine. She pushes Jasmine into the fire and that's what happened. Jasmine didn't die, but she got really severely burned. And it's it's kind of a whack scene. Like I really thought they were going to put more emphasis on her burning Jasmine and like the consequences of that. And it doesn't happen. It's like, hey, Jasmine, she pushes her and that's it. And I'm like, really? You could have, you could have gone deeper, but you didn't. So it's, um, the main girl, Alex, um, Darby and, um, uh, Zach in that scene together, the four of them, the four that are left. Um, Caleb is not in the scene. Um, neither is Ollie, obviously. So <clears throat> she's convinced it's Ollie. Ollie ends up getting arrested. Um, and again, the four of them, like, you know, make a symbolic pack. Zach's like, let's make a pack that we're, that we're going to stop lying to each other. You know, this, if this is what's killing us, we need to stop this. So they kind of make a pack to, to tell the truth or whatever. And then there's going to be some kind of cornfield thing that Zach's dad is putting on so they're like we have to go to this cornfield thing you know you don't have to go obviously something just happened to you blah so 
she ends up she was gonna go on the school bus to, to this cornfield thing ends up not going with the school um and waiting for uh alex to come pick her up alex and and uh i think darby or zach because zach has to work it so i think it's darby that has to pick her up not sure who's picking her up whatever the case may be anyway so she's waiting for them uh because she's like hey change your plans can you guys come pick me up from the school so like yeah we'll come pick you up because the bus just left her so blah, blah blah and then that's when i think darby sent her a text that's like by the way all these out his brother just let him out and i'm like what do you mean your brother like he was just put in jail like and the brother just lets him out like the fuck like okay sure sure power all that kind of stuff because again her friends are trying to let her know like hey all the things that, that the killer has he could have access to the the podcast because homegirl uh, katie had a podcast and it's like an anonymous podcast where she like spoke about racist crap and all that kind of stuff so everybody's like it's got to be ollie ollie's doing this stuff so ollie comes to the school because why i don't know why would he how would he know to go there i'm not really sure but he went to the school to basically track her down and obviously she freaks out she runs inside the school because she's like what the hell like like what is going on um by the way alex wrote murderer on um ollie's locker and a few oh actually a few other lockers too so anybody who had a locker over there was made to look like a murderer i guess um because she wrote it big enough to where i'm like wouldn't that affect every kid that had a locker there like good job alex you dick and like even even if he is the murderer like she's still a dick because there's still five five other people that have to have or five or six other people have to have that like those lockers right there so you're a dick that was a dick move anyway so and that goes to anybody who does that it's a dick move anyway so she went inside the school and she's greeted by caleb who i'm like why is caleb there like I thought everyone left. Why are you there? What the hell? So Caleb like greets her and it's like, you know, hey, blah, blah, blah. Let's get to safety. Some, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden Caleb is stabbed. So we know now Caleb is obviously not it. And if he is it, he's not alone. Just, you know. So Caleb falls to the ground and the killer decides to just put the knife the blade inside her hand as inside um, homegirl's hand and then runs off and that's when ollie comes in from another direction because i, I mean i guess the, the way that she came in was locked um i don't know if she locked it or she just ran in i don't i don't know i fucking don't know anyway movie decides to movie so then alex comes in because they they, they came to i'm sorry that's what happens caleb i think came to pick her up i think that's what happened um if i remember that scene correctly he had um darby and um Alex with him. I think that's what happened. So anyway, um, Ollie comes in to help Caleb and obviously homegirl has the knife in her hand. That's when she puts two and two together that he, that the killer is going to, uh, destroy the sand corn, whatever thing, uh, that's going on the festival that's going on. So they end up obviously rushing, um, Caleb to the hospital. Caleb is okay. He doesn't die or whatever. Um, and the rest of them, like, we need to go to this thing because something's going to happen. Sure enough, they get there and the killer has decided to burn the crops down, burn the fields. And everyone in the schools and is there. And so it's a way for the killer to kill off people easily at the same time to lure, 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 lure. Um, I, I hate that word, lure um, the main characters there. So they end up going to the cornfield and this part kind of was annoying so they end up going to the cornfield it's on fire it's on fire on fire and homegirl's like you know ollie you said your car's a piece of shit we have to drive this car through the cornfield to make a path people get out and i mean it's on fire fire i'm like why would you no i'm no why would you drive a car through this like you don't know how long on it goes the car could blow up at any moment this is a bad bad idea but they do it anyway so they drive the, the car through the like 
on fire cornfield. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you could potentially be hitting people on the way there because if people are just scattered running through this cornfield, you could cause a serious accident, blow yourselves up or kill many people on the way to try to get others to safety. This just, just seems like a dumb idea. So they do, they, they drive the thing through and of course they don't hit anybody because movie decides that that's just not a thing. They get out of the car, the car doesn't blow up from as far as I remember, which I'm like, that's, is that realistic? I don't really know. I'm, me and cars, no. But considering I've seen so many movies where, like, the car has a little bit of fire and it blows up, I'm surprised this didn't happen because that, that cornfield was lit. Okay, sis? Anyway, so they're running through the cornfield and they see all these people coming out and, like, there's obviously dead people on the ground, miscellaneous characters. Um, one of the jocks I thought was going to die doesn't end up dying at all. So I'm like, why? Why are you in this? Like, you have no, you have no point. Anyway, so um, that's when uh, the main character is telling Darby and uh, Alex go get these people to safety. You guys get out of here. You know, you guys know the way, which I'm like, how? They don't know the way. They don't know the way. You guys just drove through a cornfield. There's smoke everywhere. They don't know where the way is actually. Like they weren't, nobody was leaving a, a trail of breadcrumbs. Nobody knows how the fuck to get out of this thing, but whatever, movie decides movie. And so all of a sudden Darby and Alex are like, yeah, we know how to get out of here. We'll go help them. So they go help them. And it's up to Alex and, or Alex, the other girl, the main character and Ollie to confront the killer. So they run through the maze. Um, and then they end up seeing uh, the Zach's dad. And Zach's dad is like, you know, trying to beg the killer not to kill him or whatever, blah, blah. And this time the killer has a huge freaking sword instead of like, you know, the knife. So he ends up killing um, Zach's father. And that's when we find out that the killer da, 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 is Zach, which was not a shock. Um, it, what gave it away to me was the fact that Zach's like, so, because I was like, in my mind, and that's in the scene that I talked about at the party when he has like all the Nazi stuff. I was like, I wonder if Zach and Homegirl like were friends and like had a like common interest in like the extermination of like, you know, people of color or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that that's that was kind of my my vibe with it. It was a different direction of what they chose to go with, but I was like, I feel like it's Zach. Like the whole time I just felt like it's Zach because out of the five of the main characters, to me he had nothing to do with the other characters. It was weird because Alex had a thing for Ollie, even though Ollie's not one of the main like in that group, had a thing for Ollie, right? Alex had a thing for D Rodrigo, who had a thing for her as well. Um, and then we have um, the character of the characters of Caleb and the character of uh, um, Darby. And I, even though they weren't a couple, I got the vibe that they were going to be something. Um, and like, I, I was like, uh, I get a vibe. I get a vibe. And so I was like, what does he have to do with all this though? Like, what? in this story does he have he doesn't seem to be attracted to anyone he might have a minor attraction to the main character but that's not really not saying that you have to be attracted to someone to stay relevant in the movie but he just didn't have much relevance outside of the fact that he was the rich guy's son not only that he was the rich guy's son and the rich guy was a dick so i'm like well he has motive he also doesn't get to talk to the police at all so there's that too there's a lot of different things in this movie that i was like it feels like it's him it just it just does it just feels like it's him i don't know why but it feels like it's him so anyway um in that scene, we find out that, you know, he kills his dad. He's like, you know, this was so rewarding to me, blah, blah, Um, He ends up, I think, all he ends up trying to tase him with his taser and that doesn't work. So the killer ends up, like, 
putting the sword through Ollie. Ollie, you know, obviously falls to the ground and it's just the main character and him at this point. And the reason why he chose fire for his final act is to basically like try to pin everything on the main character and say, you changed your name, you moved from your town, da da da, I've known who you are the whole time. And you know, fire's your thing. So I figured, you know, maybe this time you'll actually get busted for it. Cause I think she did a little bit of time and then like she got out or whatever and then changed her name. So he was looking to frame her. Um, but he also wanted to get freedom from his dad and, t- and take all his dad's money and all this kind of stuff. So there was a lot of different things going on. And he was like, you know, I, I was born to be, you know, I was born into hatred. Why wouldn't I become it, basically? Um, I'm, You know, I was born to be this way. You know, I, I'm tired of wearing a mask, you know, and which I was like, so your, your plan was to befriend all these people that you basically don't think should exist to kind of do what exactly like I mean I I didn't understand his motive I guess maybe it's just me well no I did basically his motive was and this is honest because it's in the movie is white privilege his motive was I was born into privilege why should I be ashamed of my privilege I'm sorry that was his motive I was born into privilege I shouldn't have to be ashamed of that privilege and how dare you guys make me feel like I need to be ashamed of that which is again like it goes back to his dad owning all the Nazi stuff and I it was just I don't know to me I was like dude like this movie could not get more like it, it was, I, I don't know. I, I felt, I don't, it just felt kind of lazy. I liked the idea that I had, which was that him and Ollie were in on it together because Ollie would have information in on certain things. His dad, his, his, you know, his brother is an officer. And, um, like, because both of those, like, groups, the officers and this, this, rich boy's father were on the odds it would be kind of interesting if both of them worked together to kind of like take down the town take down all types of the establishment basically um and i like i I don't know like I, i just thought that was kind of weak i was like so basically he's he's killing because he's mad that people want him to like like I get it I, I, I to an extent I get it like okay it's a white privilege issue he's tired of having to apologize for his privilege why should he have to apologize when he was born into something and just, I don't know I was just like this is the, the I, it just felt rushed and again it just felt like they were just like well we've we killed off so many characters well not so many but we killed off you know all these other characters that we that we didn't give anybody really another point of view in this movie with you know like I think if Alex was the killer it it would be interesting but it would make no sense it could but she could use it as to why she's angry I don't know there were other people that I'm just like that would have been better but then again I don't really know who like besides Ollie but Ollie was the main red herring so you're not gonna kill him off but it was just like or not kill him off but you're not gonna make him the killer I guess whatever so anyway she ends up killing um Zach, who, who doesn't really, like, it's funny, the killers never really get tortured, like, the way they torture their victims, right? But again, that would make the person killing them, like, kind of a red herring too, right? Like, if the, if the person that they've been stalking all of a sudden decides to kill them in a brutal way too, it's like, well, shit, look what you got inside of you, sis. Maybe we should be fearing you too. But, it, you know, that normally doesn't happen. So she ends up killing him and um, somehow her and Ollie get out. Which, again, another reason why I thought it was stupid to drive the car through the thing was because I'm just like, would you just be spreading the fire? Like, because the fire was all over the car. So I'm like, well, now it's hitting areas that weren't already burned. So you're just spreading it and making it worse. Plus, the car goes kablooey that's an even bigger fire and we still don't know how many people are left in this damn cornfield so really everything you're doing is just making shit worse but okay so anyway yeah she ends up killing the killer and they go about their lives you know um again caleb isn't dead ollie doesn't die um and they go on to prom they go on to this that and the third um uh darby gets accepted into nasa the nasa program um everyone's going to college in their own like going their own directions and it's just it's a happy ending I suppose and it's just 
it was a decent movie at best. Like, it was decent. I, I, the kills were cool. It was, I would watch it again. I would. I would watch it again. I, I just, again, I just found it flawed because I feel like a lot of the characters that were introduced weren't introduced properly. Like, the character of Katie, I think could have used a few more scenes. I really do. Because I'm like, we could have used more of her being like a bitch to them and then dying off. But instead, we give her one scene. We establish her as the bitch in the movie. And then we kill her. And then we have another, like we have a random character who you wouldn't think would know anything about her. Talk about how much of a bitch she was. Like, that's really all you did with her character. The, the jock character, he's only there, like the main jock, the, the one that dies in the beginning, he's only there to establish a first kill. Um, and then the character of Caleb really doesn't add much to the movie he's not much of a red herring at all in my opinion like and not because they made him the gay character but also because they made him the gay character I didn't expect him to be a killer I was like I don't think he's not a killer he's not the killer it's not him and then they just kind of like the second he might become a red herring like an actual red herring they just stab him to like oh it's not him and he's gonna survive from his wounds even though everyone else before him has died so it's just like okay so killing Rodrigo off so early was stupid too. I still think that he should have died earlier. In fact, he could have been the character in that hallway scene um, instead of Caleb. It could, like they could have killed Caleb off at the party and then had Rodrigo either die from his stab wounds in the, in the school auditorium or not school auditorium, but in the school hallway, or have him be the one that that survived and is in critical condition but is going to survive. That would have been fine. But why did you need to kill off Rodrigo? I just don't think. I understand the friend group needed to take a hit. But considering it didn't really add much to anything, like, again, he was killed off so early, I didn't really feel too much about him. I mean, I guess I did because I'm, I'm upset that they killed him off, but I'm, I'm upset that they killed him off so early because nothing really got done. Like, Alex and him just finally confessed their feelings for each other. And again, that's a problem. You give the black girl a boyfriend and then you kill him, who's also a person of color, as she is, and then you kill him. I was, I was, really? It, really? Really? Like... <laughs> fine 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 like even if honestly if Rodrigo was the killer that would have been cool because he kind of felt like the outsider among the outsiders like he was obviously going through something rejection you know from um like feeling feeling like he would be rejected from Alex but then that would be too Scream 4 because that's exactly what happens in Scream 4 is that you know um the kid like what is it Robbie whatever you know is is rejected by Kirby and then becomes the killer but a plot twist would have, or not becomes he is the killer, but a plot twist would have been that he does get the girl, and yet still he enjoys killing off people that he feels, you know, wrong everyone else. Because he's one of the outsider kids. He was doing it for the for his fellow outsiders versus this whole white privilege thing. Like, I, I, I don't know. It, it was just the way that it was executed to me. It was like, this is just blah. Like, because again, from the party sequence, I was like, this is blah. Like, he's, it was very stew from screen. It was, that's why I was like, I feel like I know it's you. Like, from the Nazi, you know, paraphernalia and all that kind of stuff, I was like, I feel like I know that it's you. Because you don't, ha- again, he doesn't have anything within the group that ties him in. But that was such a stew mocker type of thing. Have a party at my house. Everyone's dying. You know, come off as the cool guy, whatever. Supply them with alcohol, or in this case, drugs. Like, this is stew. This is, like, it was very scream. This was what happens when stew gets to be the main character. And Billy is the innocent character. Even though we want to make Billy seem like he's the red herring still. He's the bad guy. He's not. And so, you know, whatever. I don't know. That's what this feels. That's what this felt like was basically like if you haven't seen, if you like Scream and you're excited for the next Scream coming out next year, then this is kind of something for you. Because like I said, the movie's enjoyable enough 
when it comes to the kills and stuff. I just feel like they don't know how to write certain characters. Like, they just don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, and I, I guess I could say the same thing for a lot of horror movies because they just kind of throw characters in to kill them, like CCC and Scream 2. But CC was played by Sarah Michelle Gellar, and I just felt like the way she played that character was well. And also, like, Sarah, like, CC wasn't a bitch. She was just a girl in the class with, you know, with the characters. Because I'm, I'm thinking of another, like, throwaway character. But she did serve a purpose to the movie. Like, because she's the only kill in Scream 2 that feels like um, a, a direct, like, link to the first film. She's a girl home alone. She's getting killed off. There's, she thinks she's talking to her boyfriend. It's not her boyfriend. It's a very, like, this is how Scream works formula type kill. So CC becomes relevant, but also that kind of does take away from Scream 2 because every other kill in Scream 2 is so non-Scream 1. Her kill is pretty much the only kill that ties, that makes Scream feel like Scream, if that makes sense. Scream 2 feel like Scream, if that makes sense. Um, to that extent, again, it's the home, it's the girl home alone type thing. But to me, the character of Katie was just like, you're, you should have had more scenes. There should have been more scenes of us establishing that you are a bitch and you have this, you know, anti- other people type thing about you versus just you're gonna get one scene where you say something that's meant to be heartfelt and people you know take it up the ass um and then we're just gonna kill you off in the next scene that you're in you're gonna apologize for your mean ways and that's it like it didn't surprise me that she was like this if you would have showed more of her like caring personality side trying to be there for the click or whatever you know just something but you didn't you didn't establish anything like that with her character so i'm just kind of eh. her kill was cool but that's pretty much it um but yeah this movie was interesting like i said it will it will keep your interest i think but then it, the the climax i think you're just going to be like what the what did i just watch i also want to get into another movie well, i'm gonna do that next time i want to get into the movie i think it's called the edge of the axe or edge of the axe from the 1980s you guys I don't know how to feel about that movie. I it, it was good, like it was terrible, but it was good. We'll get it, we'll talk about it next time. We'll talk about it next time. I'll see you guys later. Again, um, there's someone in your house or whatever it was called. That's also the title. The title, the title, there's someone in your house bothered me because that only happens like twice in this movie. There's only two sequences where the person actually well, I guess three. There's yeah, no, never mind. I guess the title's fitting because like three people, there's like three incidences inside someone's house, but for the most part, it takes place outside of the house. Like a lot of the kills take place outside of the house. There's only two that do, and there was a, gonna be a third one. So I guess it's fitting but not fitting i but it whatever anyway that title um but you can find that currently on netflix and i also i just looked at the rating for it and it was like a score of four out of ten so a lot of people i think felt the same way about this movie but that could be because they don't like the the idea of the of the like the reason why um the killer was killing that there, there could be that there could be some biases there i don't know but definitely check this movie out. There were, like I said, problems all over it. Alex, as much as I, I wanted to like that character, and I do, I do like the character, there were problems with Alex because I'm just like, why does she have to be angry and upset? And I also like, now I'm looking back, I'm like, how come she and Zach never had a moment? Like, where Zach like either just snapped at her or whatever. Like, because if Zach is so angry and Zach is like so pro like the extermination of, of of everyone you would think you know and, and and tired of like people you know coming for his privilege you would think there would be a moment where he rolls his eyes at her something that says like this guy is so over her having this conversation he doesn't he completely just goes along with it which i guess maybe is is an interesting 
take two, I suppose. Like, I just, I'm not really sure. There could have been some kind of slide comment made where Alex wasn't there about how problematic she can be. Or even him, like, putting something in someone's head, like, where you can see that. Because I just feel like this killer was just grabbed out of nowhere. And we're like, oh, he's rich, so that's why he's, he's rich and he's white and he's blonde. That's why he's going to be the problem. Okay, whatever. Like, he doesn't really show any other real problematic behavior in this movie outside of the fact that he's a killer. I, whatever. Um, (laughs) whatever. Anyway, that's the end of this one. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.